welcome to Fine Motoring with me, David Dundee. If you have questions or want to find out more about something, drop me a line, david at fmr.co.za, otherwise that podcast, fmr.co.za. About a year ago, I took a Jaguar E-Pace on a drive up the garden route. It left me feeling severely underwhelmed. It was a nice car, but it didn't feel like I was driving a Jaguar. It felt like a pretty pedestrian SUV with a bit more leather and a lot of plastic. Fast forward one year and I get the same car in a 2021 facelift on the same drive. Now, this isn't your typical facelift because they normally only tighten the odd wrinkle. This attack by the surgeon comes with a personality change. And for the better. Much better, in fact. First off, in the Jaguar E-Pace 200D R-Dynamic HSE, I feel like I'm in a Jaguar. And despite the compact dimensions and the diesel engine, I felt like I was driving in a Jaguar GT. For those not in the know, this is a Grand Tourer, the kind of car that crosses continents at speed and costs it at luxury. And that sentence tells you what you really need to know. The rest, as they say, is detail. First off, the small changes remove the front of plastic and replace it with cosseting luxury materials and leather. The infotainment is now first class. The Camon just exudes a certain let's go somewhere far away with quite a bit of stuff. This is the shooting break for our era, minus the shooting of course. There are some amazing Jaguar Land Rover modern niceties. My particular favorite is the rear view mirror. Yes, I'm waxing ecstatic about the mirror. Now, the Jag narrows at the back, and if you overload the back, visibility is a little bit of a challenge, but there's a secret. At first glance, you get a standard modern rearview mirror. Flip the anti-glare lever across, though, and it transforms miraculously into a screen with a rearward-facing camera, and it works. It works so well that you wonder why it isn't the new standard. Mark my words, this is useful tech that will functionally change car design. I expect side mirrors to get the treatment next. Brilliant. The camera is mounted higher up on the fin-like aerial. You get other niceties on a long trip, like adaptive cruise control, and again, this works from zero kilometers per hour. You also get a lane-keeping system that is just intrusive enough to be kept in use. Many are so challenging in use that they are switched off. Well done, Jaguar. The parking cameras are also a sight to behold. The virtual surround system is almost magical in action, with a view from the side towards the car somehow (laughs) created. You have to see it to believe it. Fuel consumption was a respectable 8.2 litres per 100 kilometres, which is amazing for a big car. My only gripe was with the adaptive suspension, which is 99% wonderful. It's with the other 1% I have a problem. Big cracks in the road like expansion joints unsettled the excellent noise, vibration and harshness more than I would have expected. Not bad, mind you, but not in the league of the rest of the car, which is sublime for the record. Again, it could be skittishly scared cat with grip on gravel roads if pushed hard enough, which is surprising for an all-wheel drive. Not a safety issue, more of a character thing. The 2-litre engine produces 146 kilowatts through an auto box in all-wheel drive, and it's good enough for 8.4 seconds to the ton, but it does feel faster than that. You get a 5-year, 100,000-kilometre warranty and a maintenance plan again for 5 years and 100,000 kilometres. And now, there's a long list of extra features that you can pay for to ensure that it costs far more than the base price of around 900,000 Rand. These include wireless phone charging, heat-reducing windscreens, and even an activity key. Well, a watch that works quite cleverly. 
you see, if you use the keyless fob and leave the watch in the car, the, the watch is disabled in the event of somebody breaking in and vice versa. You take the watch and lock and unlock the car remotely and even start it remotely. And you can even use it while doing things like surfing. It really is a cool bit of tech. Other things I like were the electronically deployable tow bar, which was a nice novelty, as were the USB ports behind the front seats for rear passenger use. Cool tech, Jack. In the long story, or to keep a long story short, if the long road is your place, consider this one. That's it for Fine Motoring this week with me, David Dondi. If you have questions or want to find out more about something, david at fmr.co.za, otherwise that podcast, fmr.co.za.